0: I'm telling you right now, but my knee feels better and it's felt in weeks now. So uh, that means I can move around. <laughs> I can jump around a little bit and I can get going a little bit. But I want to turn your attention this morning, Matthew chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. Listen, I'm telling you where I'm speaking on the thought this morning, the, tr- the one who troubled the world. How many know today that Jesus Christ troubles the world? From his very birth, it troubled the world. Uh, they set out against him. Today, let me tell you, church, uh, the Jesus inside of this church, uh, the Jesus inside of you needs to trouble the world. Uh, he did not come to bring peace. Uh, he come to bring division this morning. Did you hear me? Uh, he ain't the priest comes when he steps back uh, in the millennial reign uh, But right now, he's come to bring a sword, amen? He's come to be a division. It's time we trouble this world. Uh, Anybody know what I'm talking about? Uh, Here we go in Matthew chapter 2. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Now, listen to verse 3. This is where the heart of my message is right here. When Herod the king had heard these things, listen, he was what? What? Troubled right there in all of Jerusalem with him, all of them was troubled right there. How many know this morning? That's what the king does, that's what a holy God does, he troubles this world. Uh, He still does today. From that very birth he began to trouble. I believe as a young child he was causing trouble and I believe as an adult we know he was causing trouble. Heavenly Father, we come before you, dear Lord, this morning, Lord, and we thank you, Lord, uh, for this opportunity to come into your house, dear God. Uh, Lord, we thank you, Father, for this opportunity uh, to come in here to give you praise this morning. Uh, We come in here uh, to just magnify you and I asked you, Lord, for your anointing, dear Lord. Uh, I asked you, Lord, for your touch, dear God. Uh, and we give you the glory, God, the praise and the honor in that name of Jesus Christ. Uh, we pray amen and amen. Over 2,000 years ago, there was a baby born, born in a butt stable and laid in a manger. His birth had been prophesied for thousands of years, and the circumstances of his birth had been prophesied right down to the smallest detail. Obviously, this little baby laying in that manger of hay and wrapped in that swallowing clothes carried a greater significance than any other child ever born that would ever come into this world. Before this child was conceived, the angel of the Lord came to his mother and told her that she had been chosen to bear the child that would come. This young woman chosen from among all the young women of Israel. Was to be blessed and highly favored favored becoming the mother of Jesus, the very Son of God. No, she was not without the sin nature, for she had been born under the very same curse of sin that every other woman had. But she she was not holy above all others. But what made Mary so unique and favored was she was a willing vessel and was faithful to the worship of the God of Israel. God the Father in his sovereignty chose Mary to bring Jesus into this world and Joseph to be the one who would raise Jesus. Mary conceived Jesus by direct intervention of the Holy Spirit. This is the only instance of a virgin ever bringing forth a child into this, in in human history, into this world. Uh, Let me tell you right now, uh, that child uh, would be one of the biggest troublemakers in the time of history. That child would begin to ruffle feathers uh, the very moment he was born. That child, uh, where he walked, he would ruffle some feathers. Uh, That child, uh, even here in 2016, uh, is still ruffling feathers. Uh, He ain't a child no more, uh, but he's the king of kings. uh, the Lord of lords today. How many know this morning that Jesus is still ruffling some feathers? How many know this morning that Jesus is still troubling some people? How many know this morning that Jesus is still bringing forth conviction? How many know this morning that Jesus Christ is still alive? That Jesus, when when that baby that was laid in that manger brought with him the power to bring the greatest hope the world has ever had. Along with that great hope, Jesus brought the greatest division that the world would ever that with the world would ever enter into the heart of man. Think about Jesus, what he said in Matthew chapter 10, verse 34 and 36. Think not that I've come to send peace on earth. I, I came not to send peace, but a what? But a sword, for I am come to set a man against variance, against his father, and against the daughter, against her mother, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's foe shall be What? they of their own household. Uh, That means that Jesus of Nazareth, uh, he's gonna come swinging a sword. Uh, How many know there's gonna be people in your household who don't like that name of Jesus of Nazareth? Uh, How many know people in that household ain't gonna like you serving that Jesus of Nazareth? Uh, How many people today don't really like that Jesus of Nazareth? Uh, How many know that Jesus of Nazareth this morning Uh, still convicts people of their sin? Uh, That Jesus of Nazareth uh, still still demands holiness. that Jesus of Nazareth still demands to be born again. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm telling you, give me Jesus of Nazareth. I don't need people. I just need Jesus of Nazareth. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I just need the king this morning. The world may hate me, the world may cuss me, but I could care less because I got the king of kings and the Lord of lords this morning. Quit working. What others has got to say, and just start pleasing Jesus. Amen. I know I've ruffled some feathers this week down home. You know what I'm talking about. I get tired of vulgar laced and nudity, and I just started sending them all pack and tell them they all needed to repent. Boy, that didn't set good, <laughs> but that's all right. Because I got Jesus of Nazareth. And I said, I know I strike a chord when somebody gets upset. I know that's a conviction. But it tells me right there that Jesus of Nazareth is still bringing division. It still tells me that people ain't gonna like that Jesus that's living in you. It tells me that the devil still don't like what Jesus is doing. Amen? But people think... Oh, everything's going to be peasy. But let me tell you, when you get a hold of him, there's going to be some people that don't like it. Did you hear me? There's going to be some people that get upset. There's going to be some people who are going to talk. There's going to be some people who are going to cuss. There's going to be some people who ain't going to like it. But guess what? I still got him this morning. They may not realize it yet. They may cuss him now, but every knee's going to bow and every tongue's still going to confess that he is Lord. Why do they do him? I'll tell you why. Because he troubles them. He troubles their very life set. He troubles their very lifestyle. Anybody know what I'm talking about? He convicts them of their lifestyle. Why do you think the world's wanting to get rid of them? I'm jumping ahead a little bit. I'll tell you why they don't want nothing to do with Jesus and Nazareth. Because the Jesus that I'm talking about convicts the world of its sin. The Jesus I'm talking about exposes the sin of the world. The Jesus I'm talking about demands repentance. The Jesus I'm talking about demands loyalty. The Jesus I'm talking about says he's the first. He's the only one that's in your life. The Jesus I'm talking about demands your whole heart. The Jesus I'm talking about is the one that says you must be white born again, the Jesus I'm talking about says, you've got to forsake all and follow him, the Jesus I'm talking about this morning says, I'm telling you, you've got to put your family behind me and put me first this morning. It troubles people just like it troubled Herod and it troubled Jerusalem. He still troubles the world. I want this church to trouble this county. Amen. I want this church to trouble this state. I want this church to trouble this nation. And I want this church to trouble this world. Because of the Jesus that's inside of him. Have you believe we do a pretty good job of that? I think we can do better. But he didn't come to bring peace. He said, when you get a hold of me, the words of Jesus right there, he said, I'm going to put a sword, family, a turn against other family because of my name's sake. That's what he was saying. He said, not everybody's going to approve of me, but you've got to go after me. Not everybody's going to like me, but you've got to have me. He said, I've got the first. He said, I didn't come to bring peace right now. He said, I come to swing a sword. That's what he was saying. I come to bring the vision with a sword. He said, I'm swinging the sword. You get a hold of this true Jesus of Nazareth, he's going to trouble some people. Everybody ain't going to say, please, please with it. Not everybody thinks we ought to gather together in worship. Let me tell you, we think of this as, as Christians. Most of us love to look at the Christmas story with all its wonders and beauty seeing the events unfold through the very eyes of faith and hope, knowing that the birth of Jesus meant the coming of Jesus who would be our Savior. We think about the beautiful, peaceful hillside of Bethlehem where the shepherds were watching the flock at night. And we think about the, all, the angels saying, Glory to God and peace on earth and the stars shone in the sky that brought us exceeding great joy is a scene that we picture and picture again, as believers, we know that's a such sign of peace and joy. Anybody believe that? Thank God, I know Jesus Christ this morning. Thank God, I know real peace to Him. But I want you to know something this morning: the the rest of the world does not see that peace and joy. Did you hear me? The rest of the world does not see the wonder of that night. It, that night is a night of terror, and that's something they hate. And they think it has to be stopped at all costs. Did you hear me? They don't like Christmas. Why do you think? Do you believe, anybody believe there's a war against Christmas today? Anybody believe there's a war? The reason they're trying to take down the nativity scenes? Anybody ever want to know there's a reason they're trying to stop you from saying Merry Christmas? And by the way, those that's listening, Merry Christmas (laughs) in the Muslim nation. That's the worst thing you can say to some of them. They said, i like to wish them all a Merry Christmas. No. The reason it is because that night of Christmas ain't a joy to them. It's a night of terror. Because right there, they was no more cloaked for their sin. He exposed their sin. He's going to be the judge of the world. I got news for you. The next time he comes to step foot on this earth, not the rapture, we're caught up to him. But when he steps foot on this earth, he's coming to judge this world. He ain't coming as a baby. He ain't coming being born in a stable again. Uh Uh-uh. He's coming back as king of kings and lord of lords in power and in glory. Oh, that was a night of terror. Even today, they may not want to say it, but I'm telling you, it's terror to them. I got news for you. They're about ready to see him again. I believe that. From the beginning, we see right here and Matthew, we see the reaction of sinful man against that coming of Jesus into the world. This great division that the birth of this one single little baby brought laying in that manger. And that young child would bring. It would align all the powers of hell with some of the powers of earth against him. Anybody believe that? Herod was against him. More importantly, it was all of hell was going to try to stop him from coming. Immediately the power of mankind to be God Himself was threatened. See, man likes to think of theirself as God. Do you believe that? Mankind likes to think they control their own destination. Mankind thinks they're the ruler of their self. Mankind thinks they don't have no one to answer to. Oh, yes, they do this morning. I got news for you. Mankind's not a God because the creation is never greater than the creator. But I got news for you. The God I'm talking about came into a manger right there. And the very moment he was let conceived into this world, all the hell was trembling. The earth was threatened. That child threatened the kingdoms of this earth. He threatened Herod. Herod, who was appointed king by the power of a man from Rome, felt threatened by the presence of Jesus because Jesus was the true born king who is the king of kings and lord of lords. And the king's crown that Jesus was given was not given by man, but it was given by the heavenly father. I don't know about you. I don't need the acolytes of man. I need the title of God. Amen. I don't need the approval of man. I need the approval of the Father in heaven. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I don't need the favor of man. I need the favor of God because I believe if I get the favor of God, he'll give me the favor I need on this earth. Yeah. Jesus' kingship supersedes the titles given by man. It gave him authority over every king and ruler on this earth. Why do you think it calls him king of kings and lord of lords? What he's talking about, he's king over the kings and he's lord over the lords. You see, we got a president in this land, but Jesus Christ is still the king over him. We got a supreme court in this land, but Jesus Christ is still the supreme judge this morning. See, if you can go to the supreme court of the United States, but I got news for you. They say it's the highest court in the land, but it's not the highest court that I know of. The highest court I know of is a court where the supreme court will have to stand before the supreme judge this morning. The highest title one can get it may be be president, but that's not the top title. The top title's king of kings and lord of lords saying his lordship over all of them. Let me tell you Herod felt threatened by that and I believe the world today still feels threatened by that name of Jesus Christ this morning. I believe the world today still trembles at the name of Jesus. They may try to deny him. They may try to get rid of him, but deep down, I believe every man knows that he's Lord. you telling me you believe the atheists know? Well, let me tell you something I know about an atheist. I've had atheists say, will you pray for me? I've literally had them ask me that. You're telling me you don't believe in God, but you're asking me to call on God for you. Ain't it something? They get on their deathbed, who's the first person they call out to God. They crack their finger. Who's the first person they curse? God. They don't believe in it. And let me tell you something. I'm going to get Jimmy right here. Here's Jimmy's thought. There's plenty of dogmatic atheists out there. No practical atheists. Those that live life like there is no God. But I don't believe there's no what I call pra- uh, uh, dogmatic atheist those that say, tell you with their mouth that they don't believe in God, they they don't believe in God, they'll tell you with their mouth because let me tell you, these people that say they don't believe in God, why do they have such a hard time fighting over someone they don't believe in? You ever thought about that? I know. Let me tell you, Bugs Bunny's not real. I know that. I don't fight about Bugs Bunny being on display at Six Flags because I know he's not real. If you know something ain't real, why are you gonna fight so hard? Against it. I'll tell you why they try to deny him. Because his very existence troubles them. I'll tell you why they're trying to remove his commandments. I'll try to tell you why they're trying to remove his nativity scenes and put it up with fairy tale, put a fairy tale in its place, is because it troubles them. I'll tell you why the ACLU is so against them. Because He troubles them. I'll tell you why the Muslims can't stand a Christian. Because he troubles them this morning. I'll tell you why the world don't like the Jesus that you serve. Because he troubles them this morning. Amen. He come in troubling people. And he's going to keep troubling people. People don't want to see that this morning. Oh, they get this. Oh, he came to bring the peace. No, he didn't. Not now he didn't. He said his his first coming is to bring division and to swing the sword. He's going to bring peace. Don't get me wrong. But it's not right now. Yeah, he's the prince of peace because inside the only true peace you'll ever know is Jesus Christ. But on this world, he's come to trouble some things. In this world that is under the dominion of Satan, he's come to trouble it. Guess what, church? We're called to trouble. If Jesus is inside of us, let me tell you, we're going to trouble some people. The truth of the gospel will always trouble one. If you you just want to skip, skip, skip to the loo with them, guess what? You got some issues. I'm more worried about Pulling them out of hell than kissing them into hell. I'd be, I've always said it and I believe this. I'd rather offend them out of hell than to kiss them into it. But we're in a day where everybody wants to pat them on the back and tell them, you'll be all right. Everything's going to be hunky-dory. How I many you know that ain't working? If you're on your way to hell, everything ain't going to be all right. Let me tell you, some of them need to hear the truth. They need to hear the truth of the gospel. I don't care if it makes them mad, glad, upset. I didn't come to be a friend. You ain't here to be their friend. Did you hear me? I don't care who it is. I ain't here to be your friend. I'm here to give you the word of God this morning. You ain't here to be the world's friend. You're here to feed them the word of God this morning. Did you hear me? I'm not here for a popularity contest. I'm here on an assignment this morning. Did you hear me? I'm telling you, i come to trouble. The world with the Jesus that's inside of me. You don't believe it? Paul was on nothing like the trouble. <laughs> Paul was one of my favorite characters in the Bible. I love to read about him. Because I just love the way he either started a riot or a revival. <laughs> John the Baptist was another one. How many know he didn't come to a police? He didn't care. He just told it like it was. He troubled them. Folks, they don't want nothing to do with him because they trouble him. He troubles them. Some don't want to come into a full gospel church because a full gospel church will trouble them, amen? You turn on some of these guys on TV, you'll never hear sin preached about. You'll never hear hell mentioned. All you'll hear is you're having a good Friday. Let me tell you right now what I'm getting ready to tell you. That ain't troubling hell. You want to trouble hell, you start preaching to Jesus Christ crucified. You start preaching the blood of the Lamb. You start preaching heaven. You start preaching hell. That'll trouble him. You start preaching you must be, what? Born again. It's time to cause some trouble. It ain't here to please people. We are here to carry the gospel into this world. And I know something about the gospel. The gospel is going to hit some toes. If you don't want your toes hit, don't put your feet out there. Amen. I Remember growing up going to church, I used to think every sermon was inspired by me. I thought, what can I give the preacher his next message on? I honestly felt like that. I said, what in the world am I going to give the preacher to preach on next? Let me think of something I can do next to give him something to preach on. I just felt like it was geared towards me. I imagine all of us has probably felt like that but I felt like well I'm the inspiration of this sermon I think I ought to get half a (laughs) salary. That's what I thought (laughs) that time when I was (laughs) working with a former youth pastor (laughs) that's how I I did that but no, but I found out after I got preaching you ask me what half the things I say while I'm behind this pulpit, I can't tell you when I get out of it I found out it's the Holy Ghost doing it. It ain't Jimmy doing it. It ain't the man behind the pulpit. I couldn't see it at the time. I just had both of my feet out there and probably both of my hands out there for him to hit. (laughs) He missed that. (laughs) No. The gospel's a troubling message. For us it's peace and good news, but for the world it's trouble. For the world, it upsets them. For the world, it ain't going to sit easy with them. I wonder what was going through Herod's mind when he heard about Jesus. Who is this king? He didn't realize, you're going to answer to this king. (laughs) In the long run, you're going to find out who he is. One greater than John the Baptist was right there. Amen. I'm telling you right now what I'm getting ready to tell you. We ain't here to a please. We are here, man. We are here to carry the gospel into this world. Hey, Amen. We ain't here to make people feel good. We are here to get them in this after the repentance. Hey, Amen. We ain't here to just say everything's hunky doing. We need to tell them the truth. If you're on your way to hell, everything ain't all right this morning. We need to tell them, man, just because you paced. Post a Facebook post that ain't getting your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. The only thing that's getting your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life uh, is the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, you must be what? Born again. I'm telling you that swords are swinging this morning. Here yeah. What's it gonna be like? when people have to stand before, believers stand before him. How are they going to tell him? I just wanted them to feel good. And he said, I didn't want that. I wanted them to repent. I want them to get born again. You want them to feel good, you got to get them born again. Can I tell you something? They're sick. The world's sick. Sick people's going to kick. Sick people's going to scream. Sick people's going to throw a fit. Anybody ever been in the emergency room or something? Oh, I have, I know what it's like to be sick, and I couldn't stand the look of a doctor coming around me. Just leave me alone. Because you're sick, you're kicking, you're screaming. That's what sick people do. When you're trying to start giving them the antidote, it's going to make them squirm, it's going to trouble them a little bit. But guess what? That's what they need in order to get them on the right path. They don't need candy. As much as I like candy, don't get me wrong, the world don't need candy. It needs some medication. It needs needs a shot of the blood of Jesus Christ this morning. It needs to be troubled. That way they can dwell on that trouble. They can dwell on that thing that made them so mad. How many know? They shall know the truth, and the truth shall set them what? Free. Guess what sometimes people's got to do for a little bit? They got to chew on the truth a little while. But once they chew on it for a while, guess what? It'll set them free. They'll accept it. Jesus got into trouble, folks. From his very birth, he was troubling the world. All of hell was trembling. Why do you think hell was out against him? They tried to eliminate him. They tried to get rid of him. We don't want nothing. We want to get rid of him. At the very beginning, his very presence was the single greatest threat against the power of man and against the power of Satan to rule in the affairs of man. He immediately became the greatest enemy and sinful man and plans sprang up into action to eliminate Jesus from earth and from the mind of man. It started with the murder of every child in the little town of Bethlehem and areas around it. Every child child two years and under was murdered because of the birth of one child in a manger. This shows you how big of a threat he was. He said, we're going to get rid of them at all costs. Child under two, I believe, two years old and under, they were, I like to call it, they were murdered. You said that ain't going on today. Yes, it is. It's called Planned Parenthood. And it's legalized by the government just like this, by the way. Oh, he was the greatest threat. They said, we got to get rid of him. The great sword and the great division was there. The determination of both sinful man and Satan to rid this world of any knowledge of Jesus had begun, and it continues to this very day. Well, I got news for fallen man. I got news for that old devil. You know what? They tried to get rid of him. They placed him on a cross. Guess what? Amen. They put him in a tomb. Guess what? He came out. They're not going to get rid of him. They're not going to get rid of him. No matter all the efforts of man, they're not going to get rid of him. In fact, he's going to come back, and he's going to show man who is king of kings and lord of lords. I believe he's coming back with a sword in his hand. Can reject him now. But they ain't got long. <laughs> They're going to be done away with. They're trying to get rid of him. Why? Because he troubles them. Just like he troubled Herod. And just like he troubled Jerusalem, all of Jerusalem. He troubles this world today. He convicts them. Is what it is. His holiness convicts them of their sinfulness. He tells them they're in need of a Savior. He tells them they must be born again. He tells them, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father except by what? By whom? The Son. I am the door. He that's going to enter in must come through the door. He troubles them, so they're trying to get rid of him. Different ways today with the same mentality. There may come a time in this nation, you mark my words, if the Lord tarries, I believe he's coming soon, but if he does tarry, there may come a time where the political correctness says, you can't mention the name Jesus no more. Guess what? Are you going to be politically correct? Are you going to be built biblically correct? That's why when they do that, we need to do that already probably. We need to get a big billboard sign and put up here off that turnpike, Jesus, King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen? I ain't worried about them. They can't do nothing. They ain't done nothing before. (laughs) I want to trouble them. Anybody else want to trouble them? I want to trouble them with this Jesus that I know. He didn't come for you to live in peace. Did you hear what I'm telling you right now? He didn't come to bring peace among your family. He said, if you really know him, he's going to bring a sword down the middle. Some of them in your family ain't going to accept it. Some of them going to turn against you for his name's sake. But guess what? Blessed are they (laughs) that those who get persecuted for my name's sake For your reward, his God, good, more in heaven. I believe that in Jimmy's terms right there. I'm telling you, the more they speak against you, the more your reward is in heaven. Anybody believe that this morning? So go ahead. Say what you got to say because the more you say it, the more reward I got to have. The more wheelbarrows and the more backpacks I'll have to have to carry them up there. (laughs) I took that from you. (laughs) But no, this world... Is troubled at the very thought of the name Jesus. They want to get rid of him because they don't want to have to give an account to him. I don't care how much you try to eliminate him. Everyone's still going to have to stand before him. Every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess he is Lord. I don't care how great, how small, what color, what, where you are at in life, every knee shall bow. And every tongue will confess, he is Lord. That's where it boils down to. But People want to do it. You know what people are in love with today? They're trying to walk hand in hand with the world. They're trying to, many of the churches, many people sitting on church are trying to be in love with the world. And be in love with Christ at the same time. It don't work like that. I'm not in love with the world. I'm in love with Jesus. If you're in love with the world, you're not troubling them. If you're patting them on the back, you're not troubling them this morning. They need to be troubled this morning. They need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. They don't need to hear a partial gospel. They need to hear the full gospel. Trouble them this morning. That's what Jesus done in it. And if Jesus, we got Jesus in us, guess what we ought to be doing? We ought to be troubling the kingdom of the devil. We ought to be causing... Trouble among the world. We ought to be preaching the gospel. All you got to do is preach the gospel and speak the truth, and it's going to cause trouble. Amen? That babe was troubling them. Herod was already troubled by the thought he heard another king was born. He said, here's a threat. Yeah, he was a threat. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Herod, you still got the answer to him. Amen? Pilate will still have to answer. The next time he come, he ain't coming to be judged in Pilate's hall. He's coming to be the judge. They ain't seen trouble yet. Peace on earth, good tidings to men. That's for those who brought, who are saved and washed in the blood of the Lamb. But for those who ain't, him coming into the world is terror. Because he represented, man's going to have to answer for their sin. Man is going to have to give an account to someone higher than they are. Man's going to have to give an account to the one that can kill the body and cast a soul into hell. Man's going to have to give an account to the one who is perfect and upright, to the one that is just. Man is going to have to give an account to Almighty God. Did you hear me? I don't know about you, but i come to trouble this world. I've come to let that Jesus inside of me stir up some trouble this morning. Amen. I've come to give this world trouble this morning. But in essence, I come to give them a Savior. Amen. Because I'm convinced. You hear what I'm about to tell you? You got to say, give them something that will convict them. They need something that will literally convict them. And many times what will convict them ain't going to be a pat me on the back. What convicts them is tell them, wait just a minute. This ain't right. Well, they like it, lump it, or want to run a foot race. The fact is, the ball's out of my the court. They can be troubled. They don't have to like it. They don't even have to accept it. i just got to give it to them. I've just got to trouble them a little bit. They'll either start a riot or it will start a revival. Oh, well. But the fact is, Jesus of Nazareth is going to trouble some people. I'm talking about the Jesus of the Bible. See, too many people has got this Jesus made up. How they picture him. I'm telling you, if he ain't the Jesus of the Bible, he's not the Jesus at all. He's another Christ. Amen. He's not the Jesus of this book. He's not the Jesus at all, but it's another Christ. And if any other come preaching the gospel other than the message that Paul said that we give you, let him be accursed. Let him be damned in the last day. Did you know he said many people shall come in my eyes and hear him, I'm the Christ, hear him, i am the Christ, but pay no attention because these are not the Christ. What are you getting at? I know there are many false prophets, but I'm telling you another thing I, I look at too. There are many that are trying to make a Jesus that's contrary to the word of God that constitutes that also of a false Christ. Really, here we are right now. A Christ that won't trouble nobody is not the Christ at all. A Christ that won't convict nobody is not the Christ at all. A Christ that will not, that don't demand holiness, separation is not the Christ at all. The Christ, the Christ that they got that says you can live any old way you want to and everything's going to be all right is not the Christ at all. Let me tell you, the true Jesus of Nazareth is the one that convicts. The one Jesus of Nazareth I'm talking about is the one that overthrows some tables. The one Jesus at Nazareth I know is the one demands you must be born again. The Jesus that I know is the one that demands separation. Anybody know what I'm talking about? That's the Jesus they need this morning. One that's going to trouble them. Not one that's going to play skip, skip, skip to the with or play on the playground with. No, they need one that's going to trouble them. They need a church that's going to trouble them. They need preachers that's going to trouble them. And I think my mouth opens pretty good. Because you don't have to fear man. I fear God. Amen. If you're more worried about a pleasing man, then you don't know this Jesus right here. Let me tell you about what I'm about ready to tell you. Somebody that truly loves you will always tell you the truth. Did you hear that? Someone that truly loves someone will always tell them the truth. If you truly love someone, you don't want to see them go to hell, do you? In essence, people can say, I love you all day to people. But if they're not giving them the truth of the gospel, guess what? They really don't love them. I don't back off that statement. Because if you truly love someone, you're going to give them Jesus. Even whether they like it, lump it, guess what? That's up to them to do with it. Freely you give, freely, freely you receive, freely you give to them. Folks, we got to trouble. Jesus troubled the world. Jesus troubled the establishment. And I believe it's time for the church to wake up and begin to trouble Washington, D.C. Again. We need to trouble. You hear this? This is the one that gets under my skin more than D.C. We need to trouble the United Nations. You know, man, tie God, Christ, people up there. Pay attention to what's going on. Just begin to pay attention. I'm telling you, there's a lot happening. I'm getting some reports out of Israel. It testifies he's coming. They're gathering against Israel right now. Watch out. He's coming. You start messing with Israel, you start messing with God's people. And we're going to tr- trouble. Because if they never get born again, they have no hope of the rapture and they have no hope of heaven. How they got to look forward to is hell. I'm ready to trouble them and see them go to hell. Amen. They don't never have to talk to me again. No matter what, that's their priority. If they cuss whatever they want to do, but I'm going to give them the truth of the gospel. Amen. Because God, we, the Christ in me says, I need to trouble somebody. His holiness, his righteousness, his word will trouble this world and it will trouble the system of this world. Amen. And praise the Lord this morning. God's good, ain't he? I mean, he's going to trouble the world. Amen. Everyone's standing in here this morning. It's time to quit being tolerant of sin and it's time to trouble. Who would say this morning, I've come to trouble the world? Who wants to be the first troublemaker up here with that Jesus inside? Let me cause a ruckus. Let me cause a ruckus. I'm going to give them Jesus, whether they like it or love it. I'm going to trouble them whether they love me or hate me, whatever they say about me. I'm going to trouble them this morning. I'm going to be the troublemaker. In that name of Jesus, he's here this morning. 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 Oh, darakoteos, Sunday. He's the one that comes to cause division. For the believer, he's our peace and joy. But for the world, he's terror. He convicts them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.